Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. There, all you wrestling maniacs, all you nostalgia-holics and hardcore members of the IWSC, and all you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the TV, thank you for downloading the WrestleManiacs podcast. My name is Alex Ketchman. As always, I'm here with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. We're going to get down today, baby. Indeed we are. And the captain of Keeping It Real has returned, Jake Russell. What up, though? Detroit greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Hello from Detroit, Michigan, y'all, and thank you for downloading this podcast, and please rate, review, and subscribe when you get a chance, and tell your friends about us. We want to make this podcast good and fun and interactive for all you guys, all you wrestling maniacs, people who just need that one more wrestling podcast to get them through the week of monotony. <laughs> Speaking of week, how was your week, Bob? You doing good? Living the dream, man. Fun party last night. Thank you very much. Yeah, we uh, had a great time. Thank you all for coming out. Looking forward to getting this show on the road. Uh, Jake, you got anything coming up you want to plug or anything? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, shit, nah, I don't. <laughs> you good? <laughs> you don't want you don't want to plug Frosty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frosty. <laughs> we plugged the shit out of it yeah. last week when you weren't here, you <laughs> motherfucker. I was just figuring you were going to throw it out there. <laughs> oh, you did? Man. <laughs> Jake don't listen to the show. <laughs> Captain of keeping it real, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real quiet. <laughs> yeah, man, come see Frosty. It's um uh, over December eleventh. Uh, runs through. Uh, fuck, fuck. Yeah, you gonna have to edit this shit out. But yeah, uh, December eleventh, December twelfth, December eighteenth, and nineteenth. When it's just Thursday in December, come out see it. Go comedy. Yeah, yeah. I got other shit too, but I'll post it on Facebook, motherfuckers. <laughs> There you have it, folks. Frosty. That's a Detroit Facebook invite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania 10 this week, and that happened in 1994. Bob, let's hop back in that way, that Highway Heaven Memorial time machine, and let's go back and see what happened in 94. Sure, no problem. Movies. Uh, we have Pulp Fiction, Ed Wood, Shawshank Redemption, and one of my favorites, Ford Scump. And then for... Uh, for music, we have The Sign by Ace of Bass, I Swear by All for One, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men, and The Power of the Dream by Celine Dion. Uh, for TV, we have Friends, ER, Frasier, uh, Family Member Matters, and uh, The Animaniacs, which is one of my favorites too Whoa. when I was growing up. Yeah, it was a dope one. Oh, shit. I never really liked the Animaniacs. I don't know. Really? I love, love the Animaniacs, man. Uh, you got to go back and watch Animaniacs. Yeah. Yo, I, I, I think you appreciate it as you being older. All right. Yeah. Like you definitely would. It still holds up. There's some shit out there I can't believe they had playing for like a what's supposed to be a kid's television show. Uh, the Fingerprints episode, especially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, music in 94. A lot of good albums came out in 94. Uh, uh, Dookie by Green Day came out. 94. I had that album. That was great. Everybody had that album. Uh, Nirvana's MTV Unplugged also dropped in 94. That was cool. That's Um, a good one. Weezer's self-titled album came out in 94 as well. Um, BC Boys' Ill Communication. And, of course, a lot of hip-hop classes came out that year. Um, Nas, Illmatic, arguably one of the best hip-hop albums ever. Um... Outcast, Southern Playlist, Cadillac Music, Digital Planets, Blowout Comb, that best fucking album, Scarface of the Diary, and also the debut album of the greatest rapper of all time, Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G., came out in 94. There we go. You know, 94 was a pretty good year. That's pretty much, I pretty much listen to all that still. Like, that's my Spotify playlist. Oh, wait, and, um... Regulate G Funk Air, Warren G. Another yeah, good album. Yeah. Mount up. Yeah. <laughs> Love that song. That's such a dope song. Had it on tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's still the era where you, like, I think I had Dookie on tape. I didn't have that CD on tape. Um, but um, 
My sister had the Above the Realm soundtrack. Another movie came out in 94. That's a great movie. But, uh, yeah, but my sister had the soundtrack on tape, and that song, Regulate, Regulators, was on um, that soundtrack. So, yeah, check out that soundtrack if you haven't heard it. Uh, heard it. Anyway, yeah. 94 Ooh. is, probably, I think, the coolest year so far. Oh, shit. One more album. TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Another good album came out that year. That's it. That was 94? That was 94. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck you, Ace of Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just put it in the Google machine, and it, it, it spits out what it spits out. <laughs> well, in 1994, we had a lot going on in the world of wrestling. We were just getting to this new era, kind of post-steroid trial. Hulk Hogan is gone. Yeah. And now it's the new era, the new generation. And it's WrestleMania 10. We got two, count them, two World Wrestling Federation Championship matches because our Royal Rumble ended in controversy. Lex Luger, American-made total package, and Bret the Hitman Hart went over the top rope at the same time, touching the floor at exactly the same time. And now we have to have two championship matches. But before that... To make it even on the champion, whoever doesn't fight the champion first has to have another match. So, that's the storyline going in. Ten years in the making. WrestleMania. And we begin with Little Richard. <laughs> yeah, because last WrestleMania, I don't believe they, they they did the America the Beautiful. Oh, no, they did. but um, They didn't have a choir. No, no. this was It was a great performance. The only thing that, that kind of bumped me was the first verse. He kept on going... <laughs> oh beautiful uh, for a spacious time uh, it, it, he little richard it up uh, yeah, yeah yeah but when when he when the song really got going though it was it was really incredible so one of the better performances and i i, I want to put this out there i think that little richard impressed Vince McMahon so much that he fell in love with the johnny b bad character in wcw and that's why we got all that mark marrow shit in a couple years oh yeah that makes sense which also got a sable, so it ended up evened out. But I would have liked to see a little more Little Richard. Oh, a little more of Little Richard. I would like to see more of Little Richard. Because <laughs> it makes it go, ooh. During this pay-per-view. No, just his personality. Because you know, like, he just, he just, he'd he be saying some wild shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was uh, a character. More yeah. of him, less of Donnie Wahlberg. That's, that yeah. would be my vote. <laughs> yeah. That's a Burger Reynolds, dude. Oh, shit. Was uh, I'm a big Burger Reynolds fan. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but. It would just be funny to hear him like just telling Russia to shut up, like shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every time I see, see Little Richard, I just think about the episode of Martin he was on when he played the Exterminator, trying to get yeah. rid of a mouse and shit. So he, fucking this stupid. is like the re, like this is about the era where he had that rebirth, like because I remember seeing a lot of Little Richard around this time, like yeah. in like commercials and on TV and stuff like that. You just maybe he got divorced or something, needed money or something. But I just saw a shit ton of Little Richard. And I have no idea why. Uh, maybe it was one of those cycle things where he hit it big and then kind of went away and then came back. Possibly, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I love Little Richard. He's great. And, like, they, they a, I mean, WCW had a wrestler based on him. So, that's Johnny B. Bad. That was Mark yeah. Marrow. So, uh, Dusty Rose had this guy looks just like Little Richard, baby. Gonna make him a star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we open up the WrestleMania. The graphics are great. They're doing like the 10-year history. So between and before every match, we have like a clip from a WrestleMania in the past. And I, overall, I want to say that the production level, at least as far as graphics and all that stuff, was a lot better. Oh, yeah. And I was impressed by like the vignettes because I think we were talking about this earlier before we started recording. Like They even showed Hulk Hogan in these. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like, that's a big man. Like, you know, he's part of your competition, and he kind of turned his back on you, and you still put him in the in the video packages. That uh, interesting choice. Yeah, which goes back to like we talked about this a couple episodes before. Like, I don't understand Vince McMahon as a person. Like, he's he's a megalomaniac. He's he's one of the, but he still like lets people come back. Like, he's very forgiving and. In and weird charitable. ways, yeah. yeah. So I, d- I don't get the the duality of it. I mean, is he fucking them over too? Pretty, I don't know, because it's like he's he's showing footage of him versus Andre the Giant, which is probably the, like the pinnacle of 
what made Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan. Um, so it, I, I just thought that was an interesting choice. And so, but at the end of WrestleMania, you saw Hulk Hogan getting destroyed by Yokozuna over and over again. So it, it might be, I don't know. Maybe in his mind, that's balance. I'm not sure. I just thought it was interesting. Interesting indeed, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that. I I'm not no, no, I, no I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm actually just buying time because I realize my notebook's in my backpack. So after the history, I mean, well, I agree with you, Bob. That was interesting. I mean, interesting that they show Hogan, and they did see him losing a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. And this is the time when Hogan was kind of joining up with WCW, but it wasn't quite sure that he was going to go or not. Hogan was still kind of out. He was gone, basically. This is the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. So it is interesting to remind the crowd that he was there when you're trying to start something new. But 18,000 people sold out Madison Square Garden so quickly for this WrestleMania that they actually sold out the theater next door and had a closed-circuit viewing of it. So maybe the fans were okay with Hogan not being there. Looked like it was okay to me. The guy in the the Asian guy with the Shawn Michaels jacket in the front row was sure as hell happy to be there. Yeah, that guy was having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> he was all. I over wish the I was place. happy to see anything as much as that guy was watching WrestleMania, man. <laughs> now you saw him in the Fan Fest video. You saw him. He, like, was, he was in it. Like I bet he has like so many copies of this. He's like, that was me. <laughs> I still have that jacket. <laughs> They had like, it was a they had a lot of international guests for this crowd. I mean, like, fans come over for this one though. I think this is when WrestleMania was becoming more of a brand in itself. Um, and then we open up with a great story though, and I think arguably the greatest opening match of any WrestleMania: Brett versus Owen, the Hart brothers. They have the full backstory going into it. Great, so it catches everybody up. Great probably interviews, one, great videos. It's probably one of the best opening matches of any fucking pay per view, mm-hmm. probably. This is really good, man. Yeah, like, I'm looking at this shit. It's like this is, like this is a triple main event. This ain't a fucking. Yeah, it was good, man. This, this, this match was better than both of the title matches. Yeah. Oh no, I definitely agree with you there. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there. I know there's the there's. We'll get to it, but the ladder match kind of overshadows a lot of things. Like, but if that ladder match wasn't on this card, this opening match steals the show. I completely easily. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the ladder match definitely was like a, like the most innovative match, but uh, during that time. But yeah, this this was the most clean, like best story, great match. It could have went either way. Yeah, so we got yeah, I like you say Owen Hart and Bret Hart, um, both part of the uh, Hart wrestling family. Um, you know, it came up under the dad, Stu Hart, and Stu Hart trained a lot of legendary wrestlers, um, like uh, Chris Jericho. Um, Brian oh, Pillman. Brian Pillman. Uh, fuck. British Bulldog, Jim yeah. Neidhart. Benoit, right? Superstar Billy Graham, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, countless. Jesse the Body of Ventura. Lance Storm. Time up there. Lance Storm. Yeah. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of motherfuckers. And they all, um, what was the thing there? Like in the, the, the dungeon. dungeon. The dungeon. The basement yeah. of the heart house. Yeah. yeah. We should totally do like a bonus episode about Wrestling with Shadows. Especially that part where... I think Owen's the one that records it. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing in the living room. You know, he's a kid, and uh, Stu used to take these these like college wrestlers downstairs and and stretch them. Yeah, and he would say. And there's one particular movie we do that was so painful that you can hear the the other guy screaming throughout the house. So it's like this really like like cute little like music playing in the background, and kids laughing because you know it's Wednesday at the Hart House, and like this guy ah. Yeah, like, uh, from like do you hear through the vents, just like screaming, childhood. like a man screaming. Yeah. That's their childhood. <laughs> there was a, a famous story about Stu Hart in the dungeon where a local, I believe it was a priest or a preacher, had been supposedly doing some bad things to children. So Stu invited him over for dinner and then uh, took him down to the basement to show him around and sh- messed him up pretty good. You just hear screaming like a stew. like, is this a, uh, is it, did the skit, did the kids scream like this? Huh? You like that? How do you feel about that? You know, just beat the shit out of this dude. Wow. Um, Can you imagine like being Bret Hart bringing home with like a C? No. <laughs> <laughs> God I'll see forbid. you in the basement. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> come, come talk to me about your grades downstairs. 
Yeah, shitload of trainees though, man. Fucking uh, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> the who's who, really? Yeah, Just Incredible, Mark Henry, Mark Henry, shit, <laughs> the fuck, Steve Blackman. Yeah, a lot Jay. of guys, especially like in the later years, that when they were in, they were we with WWF. Uh, when Brett was hurt, they would send him up. He had a ring, so they'd send him up to Calgary, and like they would do training and stuff up there. Mm-hmm. So that's when like Mark Henry and all those guys. That's how Mark Henry became so close with Owen during that time. Edge and Christian too, and all this shit. Yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, the yeah, but yeah, back to the actual match. Um, I, yeah, Go two ahead. things I liked about this match specifically were, I mean, of course, you're not going to get a good, te- good technical match, and the finish was excellent. Owen Hart wins with like a surprise roll up, right? Yeah, and shocks the crowd. You can hear like the shock in the crowd because everybody thought Brett was going to beat Owen, but the little brother gets the win. So now we have this new story kind of blooming that he's better, but. Honestly, I thought I thought it was gonna be a DQ because I, I knew Brett had to win. You know, like I didn't think they're I didn't think they're gonna have Brett lose before he did a title match where he wins. And I forgot the end of this match, so I was I was surprised and I was impressed that it was a clean win. I love that because mm-hmm. again, compared to the last hundred or not hundred, but the last nine uh, WrestleManias where we saw more DQs than we can count, like yeah, count this was great to see. Point. Like yes. Sometimes the good guy loses, and that's awesome to watch. It's refreshing to watch. And it happened suddenly, and they saw, I mean, yeah, it was believable. It was very believable, and I liked, I thought they approached the match like two brothers getting in a fight. The slaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Owen Owen slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. What I love about uh, the Owen and Brett match is that they're, they're going, they're just going back and forth and complimenting each other so well, like, it was never a dull moment in this match. It was really great, and you can tell that this is what they've been doing their whole lives with each other, just, like, wrestling. I mean, that's how, that's how they grew up, brothers, and a wrestling family, and you just see it right there, like, and, it, and it's, it's paying off in this match. It looks great, um, like, just counter for counter, pound for pound. It looks fucking dope. Uh, it was like uh, watching, like, Jordan and Kobe go one on one and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could like compare this to like a, if I compare this match to like a, a rap song or hip hop song, I'll say this is like kind of like um, Brooklyn's Finest by Jay Z and um, Biggie when they just going bar for bar, lyric for lyric, line after line, just going back and forth. Like you know, Big like Biggie was the man at the time, but Jay Z's like keeping up with him and shit like that. It was just dope. That's what that's that's what this match. Reminds me of just fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like you know I didn't have brothers growing up, I had cousins, and like I, or you know, like your your buddies and yeah, and this is you know WrestleMania like that's who you share your experience with, but also like when you're done watching this stuff, you go outside and you guys you know you have to see who's who's the strongest of the cousins or the brother or, you right. know, like all that stuff. So yeah, I get I get what you're saying, man. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, yeah. and I and I think that that's the story they were telling, right? Yes. Like, they were two brothers. They were raised the same. They were trained the same. So yes. they would know each other that well. Oh, yes. And they probably trained with each other. They were each other's uh, sparring partners. Yeah. yeah. Until there was someone who could come along to that could possibly get in the ring with them. So, well, yeah, of course. And, like, you know, you hear the background stories about, like, Vince, like, brothers don't fight. Hell, yes, they do. Like, this yeah. is, like, the perfect real story. Does Vince have a brother? No. Oh, no, yeah, he does. He does actually have a brother, I think. But they're not okay. very close. Because they're fighting? Um, <laughs> no, because they're fighting. <laughs> I was well, just bro. watching your face as you got that. All right. It took me a second there. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know shit about his brother. Well, um, I'm not oh, his brother. Oh, you were... Okay. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, so, oh, we have, so, we have a great opening match, right? Uh, any final comments you want to have on this one? Because we could talk about this thing all day. Um, yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, um, Owen wins the match. Great, good for Owen. The dude, the interview in the back. Um, Owen has this white shit on the corner of his face. The whole interview, they do a close up, and it's like, God damn, man! Tell somebody tells this nigga to wipe his face, wipe his mouth. <laughs> like, God damn, like, yeah, man, like, yeah, this yeah, <laughs> like wipe your wipe your mouth, man. It's white shit in the corner of your face. Doesn't look good. Look like a. <laughs> 
<laughs> like whipped cream, like old whipped cream was on the side of your face or some shit, man. Well, maybe you had some pie after the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right after the match. Yeah. <laughs> like a audience member threw, maybe him, that's... threw him a piece of pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pie. Post-game pie, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the poor Owen had that spit on the side of his face. I feel like there was a few big interviews for him, and that, and there was always something weird like that. He had to spit on the side of his face. I'm talking about kicking Brett's leg out from his leg. Yeah. And he had a he had almost like a little curse on the interview sometimes, but he got better. And like I love yeah. the heel Owen Hart. I loved the look that he went to the tights, the black tights. I thought that was great. I wish he had new entrance music though. That's probably my only critique. I didn't like his. Yeah, it sounded like like a bad like game show. Yeah, it was. But who's this Canadian? The Canadian version of Mega Man or something. So up next we got a mixed tag team match in a WrestleMania first. So it's a man and a woman, Bam Bam Bigelow and his main squeeze, Luna Vachon, looking like she came out the Road Warrior movies, taking on Doink and his miniature version of himself, Dink. You know Dink's backstory? No, please tell us. Mm-hmm. He uh he was a gift from Santa Claus. <laughs> That's such a, uh only the WWE man. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, weird messages that sends, and I don't understand what Santa and what Doink really I, I, wanted. I but. can see that being like a, a cute version of this, like not. Not being, you know, not commenting on the fact that he's a little person. Just like here is a here's a version of you not a smaller version of you just a version of you that, that you know someone who gets you i i doubt that was their intent but you know some of this stuff you you project your own story to so yeah i mean mike myers would steal this idea years later so yeah yeah um in the austin power movies with mini me so why can't dink be all right uh this match was what it was uh, it was kind of something I think to let everybody up a little bit after like the big the technical match. I thought Luna did a good job. I thought everybody did a good job. Bam Bam gets the win, and then we have a little after match scuffle between Dink and Bam Bam, and then Luna yeah. slams Dink. I I actually really like this match, only because I, I I think I mentioned this before. I don't think Luna got her got the respect she deserved. Uh, I, I thought really her and Dink had this really cool exchange and like com- her comedic timing was really fun. Like they, they had this really cool exchange and she wasn't playing up the part of him being a little person. It was just like, you know, it was like a battle of wits and it was really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So it was and to me, it didn't feel like insulting or, you know, cause some, you know, like the match that we saw, at, like, I believe WrestleMania three, where it was the, the, the two big guys and the two little guys versus each other. I thought that was kind of, uh, it felt it felt gross to watch, and at at points, um, this felt fun, and it looked like everybody involved was having a good time, and I, they probably really enjoyed doing the match. Okay, and I'm like I don't know I I don't know these people I'm just guessing and and what I felt when I watched it. All right. I mean, I'll give you that. I think it. I think they. I think that was what they were trying to do: have a yeah. kind of a, a lighter mood match. You know, after of like course. The, yeah, you got that heavy story of brother versus brother. Like, let's have a little fun after. And it is two clowns, so that they're out there to have fun. Yeah, and it's like them walking up, like as a clown, like Dink is, and Doink are great. <laughs> they're fun to watch, man. Yeah, I still liked the very the first version of Doink better, with him being like the evil, weird yeah. psychopath clown. But this was okay. And like and Bam Bam goes over, so he's going on to bigger and better things. Main eventing at WrestleMania very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luna, again, did great, had the great look. I mean, she looked crazy. Well, later on we see a women's match, and I would rather would have seen her in that. Or even like a women's match with her and Sherry would have been amazing. I know they they had that, but continuation, man. The, these are two women that could go, and we didn't get to see enough of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there is one thing I want to point after the match when Luna attacks like, Bam, like Dink starts attacking Bam Bam uh, then Luna gets him from behind and they try to go for this double splash right and Dink is supposed to go out roll out the way but he only rolls halfway so like 
when Bam Bam and Luna both jump, he gets out of the way of Bam Bam, but Luna just crushes him. And I don't think she was supposed to. I think she, everybody was supposed to miss. It, I don't know. It just kind of just uh, looked like a sad ending for Doink and Dink. They just kind of got crushed there. But so, I don't know, made a sad clown. Like a, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> Thank you. And then that, and that's when all the puppies dies. So, anyways, uh, who's hungry for sandwiches? <laughs> well, Bill Clinton was because he was there. Oh fuck this! <laughs> With IRS, yeah, and the Kmart Jamie Kennedy. Oh, yes, was that really Bill Clinton? No, no. I'm about to say no. As a kid, I really thought it was. No, this is. I don't like politics in my wrestling. You know, I don't listen to actors when they talk about politics, and I don't. I definitely don't talk, listen to wrestlers from the early '90s about wrestling. So Vince McMahon doing this bit was yeah yeah because when I was watching it like I was watching it like pretty late and I was dozing off during this part so I couldn't really tell it was Will Clinton or not and then I kind of didn't want to go back to the part because I thought it was stupid anyway but <laughs> but, but yeah it wasn't really Bill Clinton that's what I thought but it was yeah it was yeah. a famous comedian at the time who did like the Clinton impressions but he I mean the the, the makeup and everything he looked like him mean, he had a very good, good impression good impression yeah, yeah. Uh, the back and forth the IRS I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, thank you for raising the taxes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, we get it. We get you, Vince. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I I can just see Vince like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> just loving that line from oh, IRS. Uh, and then we go from clowns and Clinton on to Crush versus the Macho Man Randy Savage in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Complete change of the mood. And this match was the very first Falls Count Anywhere match in WrestleMania. Uh, there, there was an inter- interesting uh, stipulation, which I don't think they do anymore in uh, the Falls Count Anywhere match, where if you if you get how how I don't I didn't understand the the actual yeah, rule. I thought it was kind of dumb. Like like yeah, like if you get pinned outside, you have sixty seconds to get back in the ring. Something like that. You talking about yeah. that stipulation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was stupid. Like it was like, wh- like, what's the point of this? Like, if it's a falls count anywhere, it should just be one pinfall, and you like, you, you just fight, you just fight for that duration until there's one pinfall outside of the ring. It didn't make any sense to me. It was more. It looked. It was pretty much like a, a two out of three falls match, or a, or like a real short Ironman match, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. I, I thought the rules were dumb. It was a fun match. It was a fun it was a fun match but it was it just the stipula- the rules were fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, the premise was ridiculous but the match was fun. Yeah. Uh even even with crushing it. I'm not a crush fan. Uh but I thought he did a great job. Oh, I yeah. like the new look compared to I did like Malibu the look. Ken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more demolition esque. Had the face paint. He's yeah. with, uh, he had gone over to be in the Fuji stable. Uh Macho and him are apparently were really good friends, and Macho was really trying to help him get over. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the match started out great because it's supposed to be like a rivalry. So Macho comes out first and then jumps Crush right in the aisleway, just yeah. gets it started like a fight would. Like you're not going to wait for this guy to come in and clean off his boots and just stand there for five minutes if you're really that mad at him, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought the best part of the uh, best spot in the whole match was right there at the very beginning when Crush picks Macho up over his head and just drops him on this rail. Yeah, yeah. pins that him was, right there. Yeah, pins him right there. And I remember, I, I had forgotten about the 60-second stipulation when I was watching this, so I, I was on modern-day Falls Count Anywhere rules, like as well. Yeah, yeah. So Crush pins him right then and there, like 30 seconds in. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's a squash match. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. Macho, I was like, did Macho lose this match? Um, And then they get, then they announced like the 60 seconds to return to the ring. Yeah. Yes. And that's kind of, yeah. Like uh, I said, like... Yeah, I don't, this was a good match, but it, this this match reminded me of like you said a more modern match, like um, like the Mankind and The Rock, uh, yeah. Empty Arena match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was yeah. that, that was, was great. That was fucking dope. Yeah. But like the uh, with that they did that on halftime heat. I remember yes. that. Yes, yeah. that, that was the yeah. best halftime show I ever seen in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, Shit. God, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only time I ever watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so you can know when the ha- the match was coming on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it had a really cool ending, though, even though it, it, it was botched. Um, 
and you can tell they probably th- I I believe they probably thought of the ending before they really came up with the match because it just the way it ended it felt like it was more planned out than the explanation of the the rules uh so they 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 keep on going um yeah. Macho gets gets they crushed thought, down once. Yeah, they 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 kind of go back and forth in the falls. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of in in the ring, out the ring, and then they go into the crowd, which again didn't happen not, that often. Did not happen often at yeah. all. Uh, I think this is one of the first times in WrestleMania where you see them fighting into the crowd, and Macho and Crush are just on the concrete going through the back doors into the backstage area. There's a scaffold. Macho gets a pin and then proceeds to hog tie Crush so he can't get back to the ring yeah. in the sixty seconds, which didn't yeah didn't look like they they ran through this or gave it a gave it a pre event try or whatever I don't know the technical term but like they yeah. they, they could have done a run through just to see if there would be any technical problems because the pulley system worked but like. You know, when you when you tie something up, you have to anchor it down, and he, it looked like Macho was having a hard time tying the knot that he needed to tie. Yeah, it should have been more like a like a wench or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, they'd had a winch that'd have been cool. Yeah, a winch or or just like something like a you that whatever you call that thing where you you tie your boat to a dock, like just to mm-hmm. wrap it around a couple times. I did think it was kind of funny because you know it's like sixty seconds to. Return to the ring, and then for like forty-five of those seconds, Macho's tying his legs yeah. up. You know, so uh, if they'd have gone, if he had tied him up and then pinned him, maybe it'd look made more. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and they, uh, but there is this finish was kind of copied a few times throughout, like you know, in years later. I think there was a Big Show match when something like this happened. If, now they use like something you would actually find backstage, like a like a forklift or. Something like that, or throw them in a garbage can and put something in your dumpster. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'll, I definitely want to give them points for doing a lot of things to lay the groundwork for a lot of stuff we see. The falls count anywhere. Yeah. Still new idea, fighting into the crowd, I, using something backstage. Honestly, I remember renting this a lot because of the ladder match, and the ladder match is something that that I remember the ending. I remember the ladder match. That was something. Even when I first got the the network, me and Jake were hanging out. And we just watched specifically that match, not the whole WrestleMania ten, and. Back when I used to rent this, like on VHS, the, I loved that ending. I, I just thought, like, that really captured my imagination. I thought it was really cool. But now, like, yeah, I still like it now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so far this WrestleMania, I think, is, you know, rolling. It's going good. We got three matches in. The flow's good. They're different styles of matches. Everything's going great. And then we hit a uh, clip of Fan Fest, which is now, you know, Access at WrestleMania, which. The two events are night and day. Like the original version, this fan fest, you see people like it looked like a county fair. Yeah. Um, it was really like the very first time they had tried like one of the first times they had tried this, and now it's this huge event that's three days long. Yeah, because it didn't used to just be like breakfast with the. <laughs> yeah, they used to have like a brunch. Yeah. And it, but now, yeah, they had like a like little TVs and people like were calling matches. You didn't really see that many wrestlers there except for the occasional autographs i did see the fi- figures though they were selling all the figures yeah and i wish i could have gone to that and i saw our guy on the jacket in the video he was all about it he's having the best life man yeah i hope that <laughs> guy is having him a in great more life. WrestleManias, yeah. man. i hope he, I, I hope i see him in every wrestlemania from now on yeah i hope he's having a great life and we come back and now we have the women's title match all right um Leilani Kai from Making her official comeback. Honolulu, Georgia. Hi, I'm Leilani Kai. <laughs> she still had the Honolulu. Still had the ukulele music. Mm. Aloha, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> so Leilani Kai, the women's champion from WrestleMania One, has made her return. Time has not been great to her. Oh damn. Fuck. I'm just gonna. I'm trying to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to make fun of anybody's looks or anything. But we can talk about the makeup because that was a choice. When you got Luna and Sherry, <laughs> we got Luna and Sherry on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably giving ten percent or thirty percent to or what's her name, Mula. So there you go. So Layla on a cow makes her come back from Honolulu, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Gonna get her hand in Victor against Alundra Blaze, formerly Medusa, and the women's champion that 
only one from the past that I can remember from my childhood. She had the title for forever till she threw it in a trash can. Right. And she looked great. I mean, really, she was like the first modern day, I guess you would like more. She had, she was the first female wrestler I remember with like an athletic build. I would say like she, she was ripped, you know, and like, and, and like, as far as a technical wrestler, because like Luna, Luna and Sherry, like, and even Mula were, I would say more brawler when it it came to Giselle. Um, But, but she was more of a, you know, a grappler. Like even her finish looked clean. She that was the snap on that uh the German suplex. Yeah, was that looked was better dope. than uh, looked better than Owens. Yeah, it, and, uh, it, looked, it looked like an match. angle type suplex. Like, it was it was dope. She bridged her back. Rook. That, yeah, that was fucking and the good. toes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that was like her finish. And like, oh, like we were talking about it. Like, I don't understand how people do that bridging German suplex. That just seems like the most impossible move to pull off. And I can't imagine falling on my back and landing like being able to bridge up. With my neck. No, yeah, that's. I would die. And this match was great, though. I mean, honestly, it was a good wrestling match. I thought Leilani Kai did a great job. Uh, yeah, compared to her first match, like this is the first time. Yeah, we yeah, saw, this yeah, was a this better is... match than the one at WrestleMania one when she was the champ, right? Right. I had a lot less pomp and circumstance, I guess, without Wendy Richter or, and uh, the singer, uh, Cindy Lopper. Cindy Lopper, thank you very much, but. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a very, it was a solid wrestling match. Great finish. A little too quick, but yeah, yeah it should have been a lot that's, longer. That's on Vince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, after the women's match, we go backstage and we have Ronda Shear from USA up all night. If you remember that, it was the ten o'clock movie showing at, on USA Network where Ronda Shear, which would show classic movies like Porky's, edited. <laughs> yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. Edit it, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, they had <laughs> it was like softcore porn without the sex parts. Yeah, <laughs> which if anybody who's a fan of like the storyline of softcore porn, this was the show for you, sir. <laughs> Indeed, uh, and that. I, I, but I do remember this as a kid. I remember. All, I remember it vividly like, because USA used to like really like just push the push the bejesus out of it. Yeah, yeah. And Rhonda Shear actually. Knew like my dad knew her growing up, so he had an autographed picture from her, uh, signed to him like Gerald. Thanks for all of the good times at Spoke Conventions and all this stuff. So it was pretty funny. That's um, crazy. I bet it's worth billions now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she <laughs> rang a bell at WrestleMania, man. She rang it, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she comes out there, and Shawn Michaels is like doing the heartbreak kid gimmick until Burt Reynolds just walks in and steals his thunder. And I, I thought this was funny. Like we had to turn it up to hear what Bert was saying yeah. because, like the Norm Macdonald version of him, he just mumbles. <laughs> but it, I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. Uh, Bert Reynolds just being Bert Reynolds, just out machoing Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels did a great, great job playing the heel and kind of want, walking off after being told to go shave his chest. <laughs> uh, Rhonda, of course, gives the vapors from Bert, as she says. Mm-hmm. And then we come back to the ring to see men on a mission. Mo, Oscar, and Mabel rapping their way to the ring for a tag team championship match. Uh, so, Jake, at the beginning of the, the podcast, you mentioned a couple rap albums came out. Mm-hmm. Who was it again? Like Notorious B.I.G. The Biggie, uh, Nas, Outkast, uh, Warren G. Oscar. Digital Plant. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was going to be my thing. Like, how did these... <laughs> rappers stack against like the man on the mission intro rap um oh the man on the mission oh the uh, the guy oscar yeah <laughs> yeah man um none of those guys i mentioned had bars like oscar <laughs> <laughs> fuck man that's a t-shirt <laughs> no one's got bars like oscar <laughs> yeah man fuck throw the- your hands in the air i don't know man it'll just I don't know. It was just, it was just WWF um, being be, being behind the culture when the culture is already somewhere else, and y'all like y'all doing eight, y'all doing nineteen eighty nine shit when when ninety four hip hop was way more advanced on some other shit. But yeah, um, I mean, it was good and corny for the family, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
It was they, PG they, for sure. They saying whoop, there it is, which I wasn't feeling, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder if they gave tag team a nickel every time they said that. When whoop, there it is, came out. Ninety-two or three, wasn't it? Yeah, I would go. Like ninety-three. Ninety-three. I just looked it up. Uh, ninety-three, and it was everywhere. It was everywhere. I remember they, they, they. I remember when my sister graduated from high. She graduated high school in ninety-three, and uh, I, I like I bet I was so little, young. I barely remember, but I one thing that stood out was that when they said, um, he was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, you." Uh, King's High School class of 1993, and they all threw their um, their their caps and tassels up and threw them up and said, "Whoop, there it is!" Like they all <laughs> said that shit. Like they said, "Whoop, there it is!" They said that shit. I'm like, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a Whopper commercial. There was. Yeah. I remember on uh, what's that? The the TV show they used to do the the movie or the the people hitting themselves in the balls and stuff like that. Uh, America's Funniest Videos. That's how yeah, I explain yeah. America's like people yeah. hitting themselves in the balls. Um, they 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 were like in the middle of the show, like oh, and here comes tag team, and they were walking up and down the the audience singing "Whoop, there it is." Like, why? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then I remember when um, a Little John came out, and people thought, "What?" Yeah, yeah. No, when they when they thought. Uh, that all oh, skeet 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 was the new whoop there it is until they found out what it meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's like oh to the windows to the walls yeah well to the sweat <laughs> drop uh, yeah I love that song though <laughs> mm-hmm. that was uh well there's a Really quick on that song, uh, there's there's a new newish um, radio station around here, and they play like the old rap music, you know, like the 105.5, and they play yeah. like Gangsters Paradise every five fucking minutes. But they also have they also have a version of uh, that Little John song. What is that called? Get low. Get low. Get low. They play Get Low, but they take out the skeet skeet part. And it's the worst fucking song. Oh my god, man! The fuck? They take out the skeet skeet. Yeah, <laughs> there's songs that be saying worse shit than that. <laughs> when they right, take that, and they take that out, man. But that, that's just hilarious. <laughs> the like worst song. people, people did people. Yeah, man. Pop pop culture be so behind with shit. <laughs> like seriously. And you um, know, the only reason like old whitey knows what that is is because somebody. Some stand-up comic straight up told him what it was. Like, oh my god, they're talking about coming. We're oh, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, where's that whoop? Where it is? Get that back on. <laughs> that was safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> it remind me, like, I want to go too much of a tangent, but it remind me of a DMX song. Um, uh, name of the song is called "What These Bitches Want from a Nigga." That's the yeah. name of the song. Hey yo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, but on the radio, you know they can't say yeah, that. Yeah. So instead of saying what these bitches want from a nigga, they say um, they edit it with like DMX like barks and shit. They say yeah. like like barks and growls like what these earth want from a earth. <laughs> 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 that was an awesome bark and that, that was, was great. that was dope as fuck. Well. <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, <laughs> I want to make a shirt that says that what these earth want from a earth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you for that, Jake. That made my day. Uh, and we're back in it. They oh yeah, let's talk about wrestling on a mission. <laughs> so back from rap, we go back to see the Quebecers who aren't the Mounties. No, with their manager Johnny Polo, soon to be Raven. Take Which it. I didn't recognize until you said, "Oh, that's Raven." Like, oh, that's totally Raven. That's yeah, so that's, Raven. <laughs> that's so Raven. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it today. Uh, we are killing it today. We drank too much last night. Oh, We're all being silly. Uh, <laughs> got that shampoo effect going. Woo. So, so Quebecers, I got to say, I guess you don't know what the shampoo effect is? No. Well, you know, if you wash your hair once, it don't take as much shampoo to get the same lather. In the same, so if you get drunk, and then the next day you have like a beer, you oh. shoot back up to the level of drunk you were the night before. Oh. The shampoo effect. Copyrighted cool. by AK Industries. Uh, 
Speaking, now, back to the Quebecers and Johnny Polo. I, I, I did want to say that I thought the Quebecers are a bit underrated as a tag team. Like, oh. if you watch, like, not this match particularly, but if you watch some of their stuff, they have a lot of innovative moves. Like, they used to backdrop Pierre onto the guy below him. Uh, their finisher was like the Swanton Bomb, but it did like a assisted Swanton where the yeah. one guy would hold his wrist and flip him down. They had a lot of really cool double team moves, much better than the Rougeau brothers. Mm. I think they were always held back because they always had like a corny manager and stuff like that. When they when them the Mountie was just a Mountie, he was great. He was great as a Mountie. He was a great heel, uh, and they could, they probably should have either done that or gave him like a stronger manager. Well, the 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 Royal Mounted Police actually got pissed off about that. With the Mountie thing? Yeah, he actually got impersonating an officer. Oh wow! Yeah. So but now it's the Quebecers, and that's why we're not the Mounties. Oh, God. <laughs> but we enforce the law. We're not the Mounties. Uh, the match is not, I mean, what, it's like 10 minutes. It's pretty good. Men on a mission hit their finish, but Johnny Polo distracts the referee. There's a, some scuffling, and then the Quebecers are counted out. And then men on a mission take the titles. I didn't get that. It's kind of a shit finish because like the count out yeah. just kind of happens, and like in the middle of all this other stuff. Well, later we find out we lose a five person tag team match, and I'd rather would would have seen that than this. Yeah. So again, but yeah, it was a weird finish, and like I wish they was, like Oscar would have just said on the the mics like if you want these belts, come and get them. Right. Then it made sense, but nothing said. They continue to fight on Raw from then on. Up next, we have our first title match. Yokozuna defends his title against American-made Lex Luger with special guest bell ringer Ronda Shear from Up All Night and special guest ring announcer Donnie Wahlberg from NKOTB. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Uh, who were making their comeback around this time? They, they dropped an album, I think. Cause I because they were because I remember getting teased because it was like this this kind of music is irrelevant and you guys are old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think their album was uh, got a good reception because Donnie Wahlberg got booed the shit out that building. Yeah, he's the wrong Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Marky Mark? Yeah, they could have got the guy that makes the burgers come out when he could have yeah. got better love. Uh, Anybody. Anybody. Like, this guy, he looked like a douchebag. He sounded like a douchebag. Yeah. Probably was a douchebag. Don't know the guy. Maybe he's a nice dude. Who knows? But Yokozuna. Is that fucking weird oh, ass? Yeah, he was doing it like all like, hey, everybody, this this match is going to be one fall. One fall only for the ladies. All right. Next up is Yokozuna. Well, let's, yeah. get the, let's get it going. Try to do like a quiet storm ring announcer. Some <laughs> yeah. shit, man. Oh, he, well, he, I just didn't like it. He said Yoko Zuna in a way that sounded like his dude's first name was Yoko, last name Zuna. Yoko. Zuna. That's weird. He, had a, uh, he, he sucked. All right. <laughs> it was trash. Yeah. Strong take on Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. I would have rather had Keith Sweat. Be the ring announcer. <laughs> Burt Reynolds come out there. Right, we got I'll on. be sure. That'd Japanese be, guy, big dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't like. I'll be sure. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. Whatever. <laughs> that one. That he had one hit. It was good. Uh, yeah, that's about it. It's one more than Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, Yoko um, versus Lex with special guest ring announcer. The surprise, Mister Perfect returns in referee pajamas. Who got a big, probably the biggest pop out of the three of them? I think he did. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves him, Mister Perfect. We're mildly amused to see Lex Luger and Yoko. It was Yoko. The match had a terrible ending. I'm mean, that. That's I yeah. can't get over it. Yeah, it was it was a boring match to watch. I, I like. I understand. Like they probably were trying to protect Yoko. Like he was wrestling twice, but it was. Uh, let's say I'm going to do really easy math. Like it, it's a 10-minute match, eight of those minutes was a nerve hold on, on Alex, mm-hmm. why why Yoko made weird faces. And we, we've all seen Yokozuna matches. They're great. He can move. He can do, like, cool stuff. He was he was pacing this out, and it was boring as fuck. Yeah. Yoko had gotten a little bit heavier, too. 
Right. Um, but he was still, man, he was popping up when yeah. he, like, at times, like, he was moving great. I mean, while he had, had the belt, he was still having some great matches. They were showing clips of that shit. It was good. Mm-hmm. They, we didn't need this. My only, like, two things. <laughs> the finish was stupid. Like, Lex Luger pushes Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect disqualifies him. And, like, there was barely any, I mean, it wasn't, like, yeah. real. Well, they're protecting Lex. Were they? Well, no, because they, they mic'd him. And that's when they fucked up. Because when they go go in the back and he's like, you, you why would you? <laughs> they let <laughs> I have, I, you made me lose. I, I got to do push-ups. <laughs> like, man, get the shut up. <laughs> I think I broke Jake. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> and Perfect's like, yeah, you touched me. You can't do that. Shut up. <laughs> I'll smack you. Look at my pajamas. Yeah. I don't like losing. <laughs> but I mean, they spent a year and yeah. gave this motherfucker a bus to go around the country and talk about how great he is. And then oh, he, he fights Yokozuna like three fucking times mm. and loses all three. Like him losing in this match, it's just them saying, fuck this guy. Never done. <laughs> We we can't make this happen. I can't do anything else. I'm, they fucking hate him. <laughs> I mean, the crowd wanted Brett. Brett was the man, and yeah. like obviously Vince wasn't totally on board yet. You know what I'm saying? And like you gotta you gotta follow what the people want. And like this is a if it, like they're moving into a new era, but like you know, hope, I mean, uh, Vince is still trying to like they do. Find that 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 Hogan that Hogan replacement of character or some shit like that. I yeah, guess. yeah. And it's like Rip, he's trying to do that with Lex, but no one gives a fuck about Lex. You know what I'm saying? When they you looked at him, Brett. it looked like a Hogan. Yeah, he looked like I, Brett. I think he kind of grew up with this paradigm because, you know, like when his dad ran the company, it was the the era of Bruno. You just to run a company, you get yourself the biggest motherfucker you can find to can wrestle, and you just build everything around him, and that's given. Vince copied that model. Like every WrestleMania we've we've watched until this point had had Hogan as like the backbone, and now now that we're rid of him, it, it, I don't think he knows how to adjust and and not have that. And it, it's it hasn't been that way. Like some of the biggest some of his biggest stars since Hogan left have been like guys like Steve Austin, who's not the tallest like most buffest guy. It's the most interesting. And I wish he would learn that because he's he's made that mistake so many times, like trying to push these big guys down our, our throat. Like, who was that last guy that was so bad they brought from NXT? Like, after after his first Lars interview. Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lars Sullivan. Like, uh, first time he talks on the mic, we had to we had to just get a kick him out. Like, he was horrible. Yeah, I just Vince really thought Lex was a guy because he's so vascular, but. It just wasn't gonna happen. People wanted Brett, Lars Sullivan, Nathan Jones, fucking that 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 dude that was uh, the the big Mexican guy that just fought uh, uh the Undertaker last one. Oh, oh. Yeah, with the with the hairy ass leotard. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's not gonna. People aren't gonna. It's a story. We're watching it. We don't want to have somebody just show up and then be shoved down our throats. Yeah, you gotta earn your keep. And this was a time when that was yeah. People wanted Brett. Uh, what they did not want was a Harvey Whipple and Howard the Fink confrontation, which is what we got next. And then Adam Bomb got his ass whooped by Earthquake. I like Earthquake. Adam Bomb had a great look. Adam Bomb looked incredible. Yeah. Don't know what it was. It was a good match, though, for a fast one. It was good. It was good. 35 yeah. second ass whooping. Yeah. But the Fink would go on to fight Harvey Whippleman in a tuxedo match that no one ever cared to see. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tidbit for you. Go waste some minutes of your life watching that thing. And then we have the show stealer, the first ever ladder match. The ladder is from Home Depot. He is from Miami, Florida. Razor Ramon, Intercontinental Champion. Wait, was it the first? Never mind. It's the first ladder match at WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, sorry. No, no, that's good. That's a good question. I I said the same thing earlier. There had been one ladder match before, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, but it wasn't on a pay-per-view. No. Uh, It was for, because the ladder match is from Calgary. Yeah. So they brought, so Bret wanted to show Vince the concept. Uh, They used the same finish for it, though, in this one. It was good. This is a staple match. Like, this is. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is an innovative match. This was a, yeah. 
It was a show stealing match. This really? match still holds up too. Everybody's seen really this good. match. Really good, right? It still holds up. That ma- that ladder looked heavy. It looked devastating because they don't have the aluminum ladder there. That's just straight up a ladder. I, I was also surprised that they didn't like uh, pixel out Brett Michaels' ass. Oh, yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean, did I say Brent? Uh, yeah, Brent Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, we should pixel out. Yeah, the poison. Yeah, from poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, poison. Should, we should pixel that fucker out. Yeah, that guy's weird. Uh. Yeah, there was just so many good moments using the ladder. I thought it was very, they and they did it logically. Uh, the pacing was incredible. Yeah, it was such a great ending. I, I loved it. The bare-assed elbow was interesting. Bare-ass elbow. Bare-ass elbow. I liked how, how your girlfriend walked in like, did, was that supposed to happen, or... Yeah. Yeah, so Amber watched part of this match, and she was like, I like the hearts and the tights. And she's like, well, how do all the... She's like, that guy's wearing, like, small underwear. How does everything stay in there? And it's like, well, I'm sure they... She, well, they have, they have things on, on underneath. And then right after that, Shawn Michaels' ass is just right there. You could have like, sometimes it. they don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they don't always do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match was great. Young Diesel was out there, got thrown out, and Vince got all hyped. Uh, this great story with the two Intercontinental titles. Razor wins. The scary part when that the ladder buckled and Razor yes. fell. Jesus, I yeah. thought he was going to break his leg. That that I'm surprised that ladder held up as as well as it did throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Shout out to Home Depot. Good job yeah. on the ladder, sons. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the Home Depot. Orange. It was, and like the the kind they have right next to those Home Depot buckets you could buy for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean this match. Everybody's seen this. We we can't say anything that hadn't already been said. It was just it's just a great match. Yeah, the, like if you're gonna, I would suggest watching this whole WrestleMania. But if you just wanted like the highlight reel, go to go to Brett versus uh, Owen. Owen, and then go to this one, and then you're pretty much it's pretty much set. Yeah. This is um, yeah. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, just uh, two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Well, I just liked everything. I like everything from the entrance to the ending. Everything I like when Razor walked under the fucking ladder. That was cool. <laughs> that was yeah. so yeah. cool. Like, 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 cause showing like he don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat the, I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. I don't need luck. Yeah. Hey, yo, like it was just it was dope and every. Every fuck, every move they did, it was just, yeah, like, they, 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 they brought, the they brought the, yeah, they told the story, they brought the best out of each other, it was really good. I liked, um, I definitely liked, um, there was one part I was cracking up on, like, they were doing, like, an aerial view, and they both were kind of, like, just laid out <laughs> on the yeah. aerial view, like, it just looked, like, it was funny as hell. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, aerial view never works out, man. Yeah. They did that for the, uh, Starcade, and it, 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 it makes... Okay, I know like TV is two dimensional, but you can do stuff to make it three dimensional, and in a way, like you can tell, like uh, the, you can a lack of force perspective. Um, but when you do it like a flat, when you're all on the flat surface, it, it makes makes it look especially two dimensional, and it, it's it's a uh, awkward. Yeah, uh, they got better with it, and and some of the TLC matches. Yeah, they would yeah. show because they knew when the guys were gonna maybe fall, so they would watch that. But that, but yeah, when they were just laying there, it was yeah. kind of funny. But yeah, again, just unbelievable match. Kudos to Razor, and like this reminded me how cool of a character he really was. And Shawn Michaels, excellent heel. And then we have our final match because time ran out. We got a ten man tag that got scrapped, so sucks for those guys. Which got scrapped? Like the story that they used to scrap it was, yeah. I mean, gave. I mean, I know they didn't have that much time, but, but like the little vignette of. We don't know who who you want to be the leader. It should be me. It should be me. Ah, we're scrapping it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that uh, was ridiculous. Uh, that they would have that match on Raw the following week. I think. Fair enough. Uh, and then we have our final match. Bret Hart, after his first match with his brother Owen in a losing battle, he goes on to face Yokozuna, who has successfully defended his title once. With Mr. Uh, Mr. Fujin, Jim Cornette is in Yoko's corner, and Roddy the Rowdy Piper comes out as a surprise special guest. Probably the referee. biggest pop of the night. Yeah, people were really excited to see him. He looked good too. He, looked, he was looking. Uh, he was in shape. Very in shape. Very good. Um, I don't. I've never really liked him as a, like a referee. 
just because he's such a big character, I think it always takes away. Yeah. Even I, when he's trying not to, he does, just because he's fucking Roddy Piper. But this match, really happy with... Like, happy Brett gets the title, and Vince finally accepts that the crowd wants him as the champion. The way he wins it... Not, Jake, how did you describe it? Um, it was shitty. It was shitty for both uh, wrestlers. Um, it took away from Brett. Like, I felt like... Like he could beat Yoga, he could beat Yokozuna like, like, like with an awesome move or something like that. And then Yokozuna, he like, it took away from Yokozuna. Was like, oh, I'm, I'm this big dumb guy who just all of a sudden lost balance and just hit his head on the mat. That's how that's how I lose a title. Like, like it just it just looked it looked shitty. Yeah. Like it, it took away from both of them. It was I didn't like the ending yeah. at all. The match up until that point was good. There was a right. really was good spot good. back and forth. Uh, I mean, both guys are kind of tired and selling some injuries. I thought the match was really good. And then the ending, though, yeah. It's just Yokozuna slips and Bret Hart pins him. Especially like, in a WrestleMania where, like we mentioned, we talked about it before, um, previously we had a lot of WrestleManias where the endings of the matches were dumb because they wanted to continue the storyline or they wanted to protect somebody. So, you know, there would be a disqualification here and there. Like so many countouts and other bullshit – uh, this this WrestleMania didn't have a lot of that, and for this to be like what they would consider the main event for it to end like this was kind of bullshit. Yeah, uh, and yeah, especially after we just seen like this really cool, innovative match. Like, man, why why end on the low note? Yeah, I, I, I it could have been a sim a simple change. Like if Yoko starts to slip, Bret Hart just slips up and like grabs his leg and like schoolboys him off the middle rope. Bam. Now, Bret Hart actually did something smart. Yoko didn't just do something completely stupid. What I would love to have seen is Bret use the same move on Yokozuno as as Owen did to him earlier. As if, oh, my brother taught me. Oh, that would have been fucking genius. And then, uh, yeah, and that would even played up more. Because the ending of the actual show was good. With Owen, like, yes. all the good guys come out to celebrate Bret's win. And then Owen walks out and just stares like daggers into Brett. Won't go in the ring and just like just mumbling to himself like, "I just beat you, you son of a bitch." Like this is not yeah. your moment. This is my moment. Which a great ending for WrestleMania because it's building on the next story. It would have been great if that white shit was still in his mouth, so. yeah. <laughs> or more of it. <laughs> like he had a whole pie. <laughs> oh, There's so shit. many things I want to say that I'm just gonna let it go. <laughs> yeah, just gonna let it go. Yeah, but because what it might have been skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still on his face. Well, yeah. it's fresh. That's fresh. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, they built up the next story, the upcoming story of Brett and Owen. That's like that was a great way to end it because you're ending strong with another story. Yes. The pin, yeah, not that great. But I remember more Brett and Owen doing that stare down. So oh yeah. I, I'm hoping that you know I think they thought maybe. With that, everyone will forget that stupid ending to the match. But, but when you or go maybe back, they consider that to be the end of the match. Who maybe knows? that's maybe that, that, maybe, maybe that was uh, the end. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Burt Reynolds gave Brett a big hug, so that was cool. That was, yeah. Overall, I gotta say, in my opinion, this is probably the one of the best, better WrestleManias in in all I agree. Uh, that we've seen. So I far. agree. Yeah, this is definitely the best one so far. Totally. Like, it was good matches. Um, still, like, some stupid shit with, like, some of the endings. But, like, good matches. Um, not as much, um, like, riffraff interviews in between. We didn't get, yeah, hardly any of those. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more wrestling. Yeah. You know, I like, I, I think it, a, a big, uh, we talked about this last episode, you know, fuck Hulk Hogan. Because without him... We didn't have to protect as many people. We didn't have to protect him. We didn't have to have all the, you know, pomp and circumstance of him flexing and all that other Five crap. interviews backstage. Five interviews, you know, mm -hmm. vignettes. Um, we just got to see wrestling and, and stories we were that we actually care about. We didn't see too many, like, flop matches that, you know, time fillers. I mean, there were a couple, but it was great. It was, like, just the best that they had to offer at that moment. And that's what WrestleMania is supposed to be, like – this is this is what we built this entire year. Here it is. Enjoy. Yep. I thought it was great. Yeah. You guys got anything else besides go see Frosty? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, no. Just you know, 
yeah, great WrestleMania. Um, like watch, like watch the whole thing. You know, it, it's good. It's a good watch. But if you don't want to, just want to watch the best matches. Definitely Owen and Brett and the latter match, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a quick watch. It goes by quickly because uh, it's all it's very entertaining and well paced. WrestleMania ten gets a ten from me. And until next time, my name is Alex Ketchum. Bob Wick. Jake Russell. And we'll be going for the leg. Hold up now. Before you go, we here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.